Welcome, this is the Teaching Excellence Podcast for all things FE, teaching, learning, assessment, quality and possibly a few other things along the way. Hosted by Steph Wilkinson and Jade Gibson, leaders in FE who want to support others and make a difference and hopefully spread a little happiness whilst we're at it. I'm very good, thank you. Oh. Yeah, I love being in Sheffield, back here, so that's so great. Thank you so much for agreeing to um, be part of this. Um, I just had this little vision that, because um, I love doing the podcast so much, that I would use the opportunity. That vision kind of extends um, beyond today, actually. But, you know, getting when we get these people together, when we get pe- groups of people together that really want to make a difference, like, it's that energy and that excitement I'm wanting to capture some of that. Um, on the podcast so um, we're experimenting and we're trialing but um, here we are so um, I thought we could talk a lot about um, just what's going on in FE and um, specifically around teaching and learning development and you've been heavily involved in the AP Connect mm-hmm. project from early doors so um, we'll just see where we go when we get to um, but I think it, I don't know do you want to do a little intro um, you tell people who you are what you do Okay, so um, it's funny, I was saying this to someone the other day that I think what my job is and what my job has been for the last three years is mobilising AP potential, Mm. you know, that sense of hopeful, affirmative practice that's quite, you know, it's quite patient, very diplomatic, but I think that's my job and nobody pays me to do that. So they pay me for all sorts of different projects and then there's always enough money But I think it's those, I work in the gaps and I work at the point of connection. Mm -hmm. So I get to work with people um, online, I get to come to events like this and meet people that I've met before in all different constellations and sometimes we'll have a conversation, a project, an idea will come out of that and I get to go to colleges and other learning providers up and down the country which is such a privilege. Yeah, I'm so jealous. Like you get to go and see all these amazing people in all these amazing settings and, and like you say, facilitate that thinking around mm. what we're doing and advanced practitioners in particular. Um, you know, we know each other a little bit and um, you know that I'm really passionate about teaching and learning development and workforce development and supporting people and culture development and all of the, the reasons why I've always wanted to be involved in what you two are doing around AP Connect is that developing the potential of people um, because I think uh, you alluded to this morning in, in the uh, talk that you did first thing which is about um, you know about that change really can come from the middle um, and it really has got some momentum which filters into leadership and culture kind of not just teachers in the classrooms particularly and think about it in a narrow way and so there's been some really exciting stuff that's come out so I think I wanted to ask you a little bit about um, a few things really but I suppose um, we could start with Biggie which is around what are you seeing or hearing as the biggest challenges that 
sort of sensing and offering at the minute around teaching and learning and future development? The biggest challenge is compliance. Mm -hmm. And I'm all about accountability, uh, totally about accountability. But I think we there is such fear in the sector, and there has been for a long time, and scarcity, scarcity of resources, money, time, people, but it's at breaking point. Mm-hmm. FEs run on goodwill for a long time. Mm-hmm. So what is breaking down under this compliance burden is that goodwill's been withdrawn. Mm-hmm. So morale is often really challenging in fact I've, I've not been to a place where at some point mm-hmm. during the day because what i do is i go in i give people space to think mm-hmm. do thinking environment work and at some point everybody will say well it's morale really it doesn't matter how much front there's been or the conversations you've had before mm-hmm. and that's it you know we've inherited that from years and years of being told that the only thing that matters is the learner the learner utterly matters mm-hmm student as I would say right at the heart of it but we've been written out as teachers and until about five years ago I think we were just on the floor you know and it is that sense of Mm self-agency that sense of you know self-efficacy Suzanne Coulshaw calls this um controllability that that notion that you can actually do something about your surroundings we're missing that and I think we're missing it at the bottom and I hate to say bottom and top but for ease where people are on precarious contracts or even when they're not and that goodwill has gone home the only power people have got is to withdraw their voice Mm. I'm not playing I'm not innovating I'm not trying I'm not going to be creative I'm just going to do this thing I'm going to go on I'm going to get me wages and and that's it and then at the you know in the in the SLT level we've got people who are desperately trying to keep organizations afloat And the higher up the ladder you go, the more obedient you seem to need to be. Now, there are some incredible charismatic leaders, particularly principals, but not just principals that I've met, but they are tied. So what happens in the middle, in the sort of AP Connect space, in the AP spaces, wriggle room, energy, a little bit of tilling the soil, unsettling discomfort, you know, it's that sort of rhizome growing. And in all of that messiness, really, it lets the newness in. So it's culture. I mean, what I'm saying in a long-winded way is it's culture. And it's not just FE. Um, As you know, uh, we both sit on the advisory board for Collective Ed at Leeds Beckett Uni. And we've been running a series of symposia across the whole breadth of education. Every single one, doesn't matter who's there, doesn't matter what the subject is, what we're returning is culture is everything. So the very fact that APs are starting to change the culture of organisations, never mind the sector, that's why it's what we need. Wow, and and I completely agree. I mean, I'm not out and about in lots of different colleges like you, um, particularly, but um, I've always been passionate about connecting with people. I really enjoy talking to other people, connecting with people and figuring out how um, we can really support each other with the challenges that we face. And I think it is... um, there's a lot in there about culture and how people feel and I think sometimes we ignore that bit whether it's consciously or subconsciously we forget that people feel and actually if we can really change how people feel about what they do feel valued feel you know they feel trust um, I think there's a there's a bigger momentum to, 
to be had for sure. So yeah, I, I've been I've been I've been involved in the AHP Connector for the two years, um, last year focusing on evaluating the advanced practitioner project, um, which was really powerful across three different colleges, and and then I completely overhauled um, the model of advanced practitioner um, where I um, am and um, have a, a teaching learning coach model now that's having some real success because it's based on building relationships, about making people feel supported, about helping people to feel like they've got a safe space mm -hmm. to talk about their practice. Um, and it, that teaching learning coach role is actually really significant. Um, and then this year we're focusing on how we support managers, curriculum managers, to develop sorry, to lead teaching and learning in their areas, because that again is another challenge in that, um, you know, they have so much to do in terms of curriculum management that they sometimes want us as a teacher and learning coach team to kind of just lead and fix anything that needs sorting. Actually, that person's got to be fully involved and on board and part of that leadership around teaching and learning as well. So it's been really fascinating, but I wondered if we, we you had, um, or we could talk about some of the, um, you know, around those themes, some of the projects, not you, we don't have to particularly um, identify people or colleges, but um, some of the projects that have been happening and things that are coming out of those in terms of successes. Mm. Well, you know, I would mention the thinking environment work, wouldn't I? But that's been just massive. I, yeah, and I've been, I was not shocked, because that's not the right word, um, but I um, have seen quite a lot of people tweeting about it, and I've been, and it, it was that I was, I was looking on Twitter, and I was like, oh, blues down there, oh, blues over there, oh, blues, do it. and actually that to do that thinking environment work, and I, I realised that people were really seeing the benefit of it because I didn't know a lot about it, but as soon as I saw and heard about what that was and experienced that, that was being sold within ten minutes. You know, sold because I can see the benefit, but. Yeah, I, so I'm really intrigued about how that's been going, actually, and what different people have been doing. Yeah, so, um, it's been AP-led. Um, APs have come on training as part of the project and just had a 50-minute intro. Yeah. And for some people, they've just got it immediately. It's process. It's pure process. So it can be applied to any content. I think that's what makes it so versatile. Yeah. It doesn't actually matter what you talk You talk about what's important to yeah. you and whoever's there is the right people for yeah. that. So what's been happening is APs have been going back, trying it out, coming into the community of practice sort of online mm -hmm. to connect and mm -hmm. talk about it, and then inviting me in, mm -hmm. in a sort of training the trainers sense. Mm -hmm. So APs across the country, they are the expert facilitators, and they nudge, and they nudge, and they nudge, and then I get a call from SLT. I love that. And SLT say, oh. You know, we've heard about this thing and you know we'd like you to come and, and work with practitioners but could you do a little session with us as well and of course that's where the change is happening mm -hmm. individual practitioners and I'm not knocking this and I was a teacher educator I know that in 10 years of being a teacher educator at Northern College that there are I hear the soundings back from hundreds of practitioners who use this in their pedagogy mm -hmm. so I know how powerful that is and that's still happening, mm -hmm. but it's actually happening within organisational level as well. So um, people are just having these light bulb moments mm -hmm. which allow the new thinking in that compliance space. Mm -hmm. It's really hard 
to lift your head out of the detail of what you've always known. You know, this whole sort of, I really get the what works thing. It's great to learn from good practice, but we're so wedded to good practice that we're just endlessly recycling the same ideas, aren't we? And actually to stop and think, so what's the, is that decision really relevant? Sometimes is that role really relevant? What direction are we in? That's really powerful. And then where you have, because then I always try and make sure that the AP or APs can be co-facilitating in that or at least shadowing learning, then you get that meeting of values because it's such a value-based set of processes that you see people encountering one another. One of the, thing that sh one's the things that is a real insight for me, and it sounds small but it's really big, mm. is how often I get people in a room who don't know one another within the same college at the same level, going to the same meetings or from different departments. And I know some colleges can be huge, but sometimes in quite small places as well. So there's that encountering another human being. And um, I tweeted something this morning, uh, uh, retweeted something. A woman told a story about encountering some young people. And what she said was, if you pause at the intersection mm. with another human being, mm. then you always learn something. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what's happening. And it's acting as a leveller. Yeah. So people in that space are equal as thinkers. We need the hierarchies for accountability. Yeah. Not as many as we have, I truly believe. But I see the place for, you know, yeah. lines of yeah. um, command, yeah. if you like. But actually, we need spaces where we can encounter one another as thinkers. Yeah, and I feel really passionate about that because, I, like I mentioned earlier, that the I have a natural you know, need or enjoyment in connecting with people, and I think probably gro has grown, you know, from when I was even just a few years ago. I was really, I've always liked to be around people, but I like to really debate and really with someone but not just doing it's really just understanding each other and connecting and and then going okay so how do we navigate this or what about that or how do we and, and I was saying earlier that I really like to think I don't do it as a hobby it just happens <laughs> <laughs> but you know I really like to think about things and think about things that are quite challenging or difficult or how do we kind of make take this and make it a, a better thing um, and I think that's what I see sometimes is a real, like you say, accountability, which is great. And actually, we need that. I also have the same opinion that there's, there's a place um, for that. Um, but ultimately, this loss of connection. And um, if you're going to... The other bit of reading that I've done over time is about high-performing teams and I've been interested in what is that about culture what are we saying and it's that what keeps popping up there is that feeling of togetherness and that people cult, high-performing cultures seem to have this real like that sense of leveling and that everybody's equal in terms of thinkers around the table and if we can if we can do more of that rather than the traditional meetings actions off you go more things to add to the to-do list yeah we, because we feel that scarcity of time so we're in a meeting we're balancing an agenda and everyone's got their own agendas and we've got 
all these things that need to, and we have a quick discussion, then we come to a decision, and then we write an action, and off we go. And actually, have we connected as humans? No, not not usually. Um, so, and I, just in the operation of my teams, um, you know, we really think together, and we really connect as people, um, which sometimes takes us more time than we have, and we get stressed because we've got to get stuff done. But um, you know, it's it's Im- we think it's really important to do that to make real change and actually make real difference. And the coaches that are um, part of my team really get that connection with people thing. Um, so I love that. Um, anything else going on um, across AP Connect that pops up in your mind that is working really well? Um, I love the collaborations between people from like different parts of Effie. Yeah. You know, I, I know I worked at a college, but Northern College, if you know anything about it, is um, it's a bit more like community education. Or it certainly was back in the day when I first went there. Mm-hmm. We actually had satellite centres mm-hmm. out in communities. So I've always been a bit like, oh, not just colleges, not just colleges. Mm-hmm. And I think where FE has been a Cinderella, you know, sometimes we offender learning, work-based learning, we felt ourselves the Cinderella, and that doesn't happen. So I'm seeing people from adult learning and um, uh, colleges and work-based learning and, and prisons mm. forming these these practice groups mm. uh, quite spontaneously. We're all doing thinking environment work or we're all doing this. There's a lovely um, exchange going on between two English literature classes. Mm. One in Waltham Forest, which is in, in London, in the east of London, which is a place of uh, actually gorgeous old Victorian houses. It was obviously at the time would have been sort of the you know the the business owners and still factory owners would have lived there and then the other place is Shipley College which is um based in Salter which as you know is a wonderful sort of world heritage site and they're connecting around themes of Victorian literature and they are sort of looking into one another's worlds really these kids from the south kids from the north very different Um, and I think there might actually be going to be a physical exchange of students but even without that the use of video and zoom in particular is helping people glimpse I really love that Um, and, and, and I have to say that often this work is done on an hour's remission a week you know we need to put that right so you're working in a place which um has bought into your vision of a centralized ap team there's been a movement towards that but i'm also noticing some stepping back so organizations which have fear maybe they've had an ofsted that's not what they want Mm. suddenly retrenching into this very sort of let's take the ap's away you know, um, or let's call you a full-time AP, but then ask you to do 20 hours teaching, or can you do cover Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, all sorts of ways of undermining. So when I talk about the amazing work that's done by individuals on three hours or five hours a week, I'm not saying it should be like that. I'm just saying, look at what's possible with very little. In FE, rightly so, we've always got our hand out and we get less, you know, we know all of that. I'm not arguing against getting more money, but sometimes, you know, I've lived through those gravy train days (laughs) and we were much less creative then than we are now. Yeah, Yeah, and there is that. I I thought, firstly, I didn't have to fight very hard because the college I'm I'm at is very forward thinking in terms of where we, you know, how we do things differently. Um, So I didn't have to fight very hard, but I I thought, firstly, to have a real... 
um, you know, four days a week, um, the team teach the equivalent of one day a week. Um, but fiercely fought that because I knew that each those four days were actually really precious because the amount of stuff that we wanted to do and the vision around excellence in terms of teacher and learning and how much energy and effort that takes to get people to buy in and change mindsets or allow for people to feel really supported in what they do because we want to we want to provide that um, environment where people feel like they're really growing and they're supporting each other and then we are as a college supporting them to grow um, so but yeah like you said then there was the other um, side of the coin where people have found and I, I don't ever understand the rationale unless, unless it's money to pull teacher and learning focused development. So how would you ever really justify pulling advanced practitioner roles? Because if you don't support people, what use is it going to be just keep measuring them? So we can measure and measure and measure and measure whatever we want. But if we're not having the input and we're not supporting people, then the measuring is never really going to change. Um, and you do, you get colleges in a place of fear where they think, well, let's measure more or let's go back to measuring some other stuff. And actually, I loved, and me and Dan looked at each other, um, one of the coaches, when you said this actually earlier, you said the question that I always ask out loud to anybody that challenges me is, how do you measure culture? Because that's what I'm on with. That's what I'm doing. That's what we're working with. Is we? Ha I have a real vision around culture, and the momentum in that is is great. Um, how do we measure that? You know, and um, it's hard. It's really hard. But that constant feedback and feelings around how people feel in their practice, or just generally in their work, is really positive. So. There are ways of capturing it. Obviously, you can survey people or quiz people, or you know. But there's some real um, difficulties in that. But it doesn't mean because you can't measure it, you shouldn't do it. I agree. And that's the challenge, I think, and that's the bit that I'm often very passionate about when I talk to other yeah. colleges. Um, and if I can influence senior leadership at any in any college around um, worrying about measuring impact. Sometimes there are things that are not that easy to measure, but it doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. And so it links really to what you say before, which is how do you create the thinking and the space to let them rethink? I think so, and I think that we just we just circle round. Otherwise, there's something for me in what you say. Um, which is really important around agency, of course, and but also around appreciation, mm. not praise, because praise is a bit uneven-handed, isn't it? It's a bit patting on the head, mm. unequal, but appreciation of one person for another. And I think where we can... And appreciation is something we can actively work on, yeah. as long as it's sincere yeah. and, and, and succinct enough for people to actually hear it, you know, and it's specific enough for them to know, oh, I need to do that again. Mm -hmm. We can work on that, and where people feel appreciated, the heads start to come up. Mm -hmm. And when the heads come up, that's when individuals start thinking, actually, I could do this a bit differently, mm -hmm. or I am minded to do it differently, or I'm, I'm, I'm going to try. 
you know what, a lot of, the, there are some amazing innovative projects coming out through AP Connect. But what I really love is just the bread and butter stuff of people trying, sometimes quite like ordinary things. And I don't mean that in any dismissive yeah. way, but these people who have been really switched off or frightened to try anything new or take any mm -hmm. risk, the AP role allows for risk, doesn't it? Yeah. And so just trying a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of this, almost always about building relationships, finding more time. Um, Dawn Smith from Leeds City College has yeah. just been talking in there about silent classrooms, which is, you know, but, but those assumptions that stop us, this is the stuff that annoys me, not annoys me, frustrates me. Yeah. So Dawn was completely open. You know, she works with lads mainly because we are still in a gendered society that are plumbers and bricklayers and joiners and all of that and when she first found out about the silent classroom she thought these can't do this with my lads yeah. you know people say you know you can't do thinking environment with maths uh, teachers because it's like fluffy and woolly it is really disciplined maths people love it sports people <laughs> love it because it is really disciplined Yes, she is. I love looking at her little updates on Twitter. Oh, she's fab. She's absolutely fab. So it's that sense, I can change things. And I think it's, it's all about the sort of minor gestures. That's where change happens. The big, bold stuff, we have, that, that's often the stuff we have to endure, isn't it? Mm. But, but being able to, I don't know, I mean, I'm really interested to see what the year two evaluation of AP Connect says. Oh, week. fantastic! Yeah, great, great. Like, and we could be doing this, and we could yeah. be doing that, which was because yeah, it's great to evaluate what we're doing and get the feedback. Absolutely, and they're going to try and find a mechanism to capture some culture change, um, and whether whether the measure of that is appreciation, how appreciated people feel, me whether the measure of that is sort of engagement in some form in a in a community of practice or whatever. But it it has to be. It has to be where the tutors are, doesn't it really? One of the things that I noticed that's been a real eye-opener is, mm. as, I go, as I travel around all of these places, and particularly colleges because it's sort of one single place often, I think I know, as I approach the door, in fact, as I get to the barrier to go through to the car park, I think I know what that place is going to be like mm. because it's about the warmth and the welcome and does that translate to the guy who is on reception or does that translate to the cleaner you bump into coming out of the toilets or where you get your cuppa it's all about that but that's not what shocked me because I think after doing years of teaching observations I think I knew I could do that mm. and I'm not often wrong but what shocked me is how that does not by any means correlate to what the Ofsted grading is, even quite a recent one. So there are places that feel like going into prison mm. in a way that going into prison doesn't feel like going into prison. I mean, I felt this amazing warmth and, and welcome and sort of can-do spirit in prison education mm. and not in colleges that have got a grade one outstanding. Mm. So what is that about? You know, what is wrong with our, again, appreciate accountability, but what's wrong with our inspection system? Yeah. Which means that the things that everyone values, the things that we all say we value are not valued. And I think it does come down to measuring in a lot of cases. Yeah, I think it does. And just, I, I love the whole notion of appreciation because 
like you say, praise sometimes. You don't always, I always say, it's not, I don't really want praise. Mm. That's, I'm there to do the best job that I can. It's not about, like, where, or wherever I am, it's not really about praise, but the appreciation bit is actually really important to people. And the best bit about that is that it's free most of the time. Like you can do stuff and spend money to show appreciation, but actually, you don't have to. I think you don't have to, and uh, this is going to be a bit of a controversial thing, but you know, I think often um, learning providers invest in awards, don't they? Mm. And who goes the extra mile? Well, that means who's prepared to exploit themselves, yeah. I think. Or, you know, let's let's praise this person but not this person. That is not what we're talking about here no. because that is well meant and can be quite divisive. Mm. In actual fact, it's the day-to-day -day stopping in the corridor, taking the time to say the appreciative word that yeah. really makes a difference to, to culture. Yeah, it, it really I, don't, I didn't use those words, I don't, I'm trying to think back to what I actually wrote, or how I actually wrote it, but um, I didn't use those words, but it's not about, it's not about prizes, um, or comparison praise, actually, because that's, that's not, that's not helpful at times. Um, so, just keeping an eye on time, um, what do we need to do now in FE, do you think, or where do we go next with, with, whether it's AP Connect or just some of the stuff that's going on, what, where do we go next? I think um, speaking about AP Connect, but I'm, I'm meaning this more broadly, mm -hmm. we've got some silos of professional development, mm -hmm. which is all to do with funding streams around teaching, learning, assessment, or quality of education, mm -hmm. around leadership and around research mm -hmm. and that needs to stop now mm -hmm. because if we've got this engine room mm -hmm. of people working in the middle of APs then they need to be able to see themselves as leaders yeah. and they are the leaders yeah. of our sector even in two years we have seen people move into all sorts of other exciting roles the exciting stuff in FE is in quality yeah. it really is yeah. in quality improvement yeah. And we need to be able to um, we need to be able to fold research into that, and to have some resources to do that. We need to be able to fold leadership into that, and have some resources to do that, and not just see leadership as the path to the top. We, FE can't exist on principles alone, and I know some amazing principles, but we need everyone. So if we can break down those silos and try and, I mean, there's an amazing FE research movement, as you know, I've written and talked loads about this. So that's all part of it, as far as I can see. We've all got these permeable boundaries now in a community, in a network. And if we can join together across these three currently siloed approaches to professional development, that for me, in terms of my role and involvement is where I think it's going to go mm. and where I think culture, cultures will continue to change. Yeah, I agree. And, it, and it's, 
um, I've got loads to talk about about that actually, mm-hmm. and we'll pick it up afterwards. But um, there's something in it that because it is, it's leadership. It is leadership. It is leadership. That, that, one hundred percent. And it is culture. There yeah. isn't a difference between all of those things because, and that's exactly the person that I am. In yeah. that, you know, going into FE um, eight years ago now, it's or might be nine. Um, but that going in, looking at teacher and learning, thinking about teacher and learning, wanting to develop teacher and learning, then seeing the complexities around leadership and culture and actually it, it became a web of stuff at, from the beginning for me um, but you can't quite unpick it all at times and which is fine um, but, and then you get involved with a, a, you know, an AP Connect project which is amazing but then you can see that actually it connects to that and it connects to that and it connects to that as well as you, as you pull all of that together so I think that would be like super to kind of start to think about um, teaching learning development and AP Connect stuff from a, I think, leadership, teaching learning development, professional development point of view, all as a bigger thing rather than, like, all the things on, on their own. Yeah, it's time. It really is time now for that. Fab. Well, thank you so much, Lou. Thank you. I've really enjoyed it. Good. Um, thanks for uh, joining on the podcast. Thanks for talking. It usually happens. I could talk for half a day a day and just keep recording. So, um, yeah, thanks so much for joining me. You're welcome. Have a lovely day. Thanks for listening to the Teaching Excellence podcast. Leave us a voice message in Anchor. Tweet us and let us know what you think or what you want to hear on the show. Tune in next week for more. Have an amazing week and be the best version of you.